Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Sycamore Steve. That's right, Sycamore Steve. You weren't expecting to hear from me quite so soon, were you? Or perhaps not at all. Well, let me formally announce rumours of my demise have been. How does it go? The Mark Twain quote. Frank's here, listeners, but he can't verbally answer that question at the moment. He's a little, and I've always wanted to say this. I've always wanted to say this. Frank's here, but he can't respond. He's a little tied up at the moment. That's right, I tied him up. Let's have a tune, and we'll get on to the specifics of the matter. Now then, where were we? Ra 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 ra. 
no more podcasts. Ra 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 ra. I actually have kidnapped him, by the way. You might be able to hear him whimpering if you listen carefully. Hang on, he's not whimpering, is he? What kind of hostage are you? Whimper! Go on. Suit yourself. Let's do a few shout-outs. Lionel in Cape Town says, What the hell is silica gel anyway? The only thing I know is that you're not supposed to eat it. Why not? Is it poisonous? If it's such a hazardous substance, why do they always put it in parcels? And if it's not poisonous... This is still Lionel talking now. I'm just the messenger boy. I'm reading out his email. If it's not poisonous, Lionel writes, what's to stop me opening up my own silica gel-based restaurant? Serving everything from silica gel sandwiches to silica gel risotto and silica gel cocktails. Even the plates are made of silica gel. The entire restaurant itself is made of silica gel. Once again, I, Sycamore Steve, must stress this is Lionel talking and not me. I'm just reading it out. Okay? The point I'm getting to is this, says Lionel. One day my curiosity is going to get the better of me and I will try eating a sachet of silica gel just to see what happens. Wish me luck. Uh, right, good luck, Lionel. Also, take it from me, a man who was recently sectioned under the Mental Health Act because I was classed as being a danger to myself and others. They got it half right. I'm not a danger to myself. Am I, Frank? Speaking as me, and having read your somewhat bewildering email, I suggest seeing a psychiatrist of some kind. You'll never guess what the root cause of my mental health issues is, listeners. You won't believe it. Childhood trauma? No. Schizophrenia? OCD? Borderline personality disorder? No, no, and no, it's mercury poisoning. Long-term exposure, can you believe that? Don't play with mercury, kids, that's my advice. Don't collect it, definitely don't stockpile it like I was doing for a while. I've quite enjoyed the process of losing my mind. But the trouble is you tend to lose your freedom too, and I get really bad headaches. Just a thought, Lionel. Another shout-out here. Emily in Quebec says, I won't call myself a corrugated metal enthusiast like yourself. Oh, how apt. It's almost as though you knew I'd be hacking into Frank's emails. I won't call myself a corrugated metal enthusiast like yourself, she says. But I must say I do have a think about those baking trays that I've got slots in for buds. I don't know what you call them, but I like them. I think it's just because I like eating cake. That's good enough for me, Emily. Come along and join the club. You can do it remotely. It's what Frank does nowadays. We need a woman on board. We really, really really do
these buntry things are, strictly speaking, corrugated, but I, for one, also enjoy eating cake. How about you, Frank? I haven't fed you for a while. You're getting hungry, mate. I got something for you. Guess what it is. Guess what I got you for dinner. Look at that beautiful sausage roll. Let's rip the tape off, listeners. Here we go. Ow! Sorry about that. Tuck in, my good man. Well, I'll need my hands free if I'm going to do that. No, can't do. I can feed it to you myself, though. Well, fine. Go on, then. Oh. I thought you were going to refuse and call me some horrible names or something. Not really. Can't be bothered, mate. I'm too hungry. Oh. What kind of vegan are you? I'm a hungry one. I thought you knew this about me, mate. I'll eat meat if it's the only thing that's available. That's my policy. Forget it. I've got a Mexican bean wrap here. You can have that. Oh, thanks. Oh. Oh, that's good. You gonna let me go then, mate, or what? I think you've proven whatever point it is you were trying to make. I realise you're not taking me seriously, Frank, but I am going to kill you. Well, I don't see why. What have I done to you? You have not taken me seriously, for a start. Okay, what else? What do you mean? Is that not enough for you? You said, for a start. Okay. Well, if you must know, it's an act of self-loathing. I hate myself, but am too cowardly and hypocritical to kill myself, so I've decided to kill you because I see you as being the same as me. Or at the very least, you're an alternative version of me. You're the person I could have been if I'd have got into other things like music and writing and the arts instead of stockpiling mercury and joining the Orienteering Society. Well, you know what? We both like corrugated metal, so that's one thing. We do, don't we? Because we're the same. We're a coin with two sides, a corrugated metal that's like the edge of the coin where the two sides meet. Ah, it's interesting. Interesting point, that, yeah. Did you happen to hear um, the hodgepodge episode with Bert Finkelstein? I listened to it several times while I was locked up. It's very interesting, that. It got me thinking about the idea that there are people in this world who we have these connections with these parallels is that why we're attracted to corrugated metal is it because with corrugated metal everything is parallel yeah i haven't really thought about it in those terms to be honest you don't think about much do you yes i do then why are you so calm why don't you think i'm going to kill you i didn't say i didn't believe you I do believe that you're going to kill me as a matter of fact. I've taken you at your word and I've accepted my fate. I've made my peace with the world, all that sort of thing. Maybe you'll be doing me a favour. Maybe I don't have a great deal. I don't know. Maybe I don't have a great deal to live for. No, 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 no. Don't play that game. It's not a game. Not a game, mate, is it? It's not... Not tiddlywinks, is it? 
Does this look like tiddlywinks to you? To be fair, I couldn't even play tiddlywinks right now because my arms are tied up. And you know what's funny? I really like that word. I like the word tiddlywinks. I like it too, actually. It's not about what the word means. In all fairness, I think the word has a rather silly definition. Maybe if you didn't speak English and you heard the word for the first time, I think you'd like the word in its own right. In the same way that when I was at school, I heard the expression in French class. I just like the expression without knowing what it meant. Then the teacher explained that it was the French equivalent of like flipping heck or something. And I was like, no, that's not flip, flipping heck. It sounds much dirtier than that. They're sanitizing it for school is what they're doing. I reckon it's a proper X-rated expression in France. Like you can't even say Zutalor in polite society. That's my unsubstantiated theory anyway. How did you know I like tiddlywinks anyway? I don't think I ever mentioned that to you. Didn't know you liked tiddlywinks. Oh, I used to play it big time. I used to run a tiddlywink club in Northwich. Can't do it in Manchester, not enough interest. But as soon as you move into Cheshire, tiddlywinks is like massive. It's like a secret society. I'm probably not supposed to be talking about it now. Can I have a bit more of that Mexican rap, mate? It's quite nice, that. Alright, here you go. Ah, thanks. So, is this my final meal, or what? Yes, I'm afraid so. Afraid? You're the one who's doing this, mate. You don't actually have to, you know. I know I don't have to, I've chosen to do it, that's the point. Right, okay, I was wondering what the point was. It's an exercise in free will. I have the freedom to kill. I may not be free for long, but at the very least I have the freedom of choice to do it. Right, okay. I'm still not sure what point you're trying to make though. It made sense at the time I came up with the idea. I really did go mad, you know. You know, the interesting thing about mercury poisoning is that's what used to happen to hat makers because before mercury was considered dangerous, you know, that's where the expression mad as a hatter comes from. I know all this, Frank. The doctor explained it in a rather patronising way. Started talking about a writer named Lewis Carroll like I didn't know who that was. I said, Doc, of course I know who Lewis Carroll is. I'm a Newcastle fan. I don't get it. It's a joke. Yep, sounded like one, but I don't understand. I don't get it. There's a Newcastle player called Andy Carroll. So you see, I deliberately misheard Lewis Carroll as Andy Carroll. The doctor didn't get it either. Who's the stupid one now? I thought. Or I might have said it out loud. It's a bit of a haze now. 
I I don't think any of the podcast listeners will have got that joke either. They're mostly American. Maybe you should have gone with something more international, like Formula One, like Lewis Hamilton. Bit late now. Actually, I wasn't going to read this one out, but one of the listeners sent a joke in. Oh, no, no, no. Don't don't bother with the jokes. Don't read the jokes out. I never do that. Now, let's give this one a go. Margot in Birkenhead says, I met a lawyer the other day. I said, what kind of lawyer are you? She said, I'm a property lawyer. I said, what does that involve? She said, you know, it's interesting to know the influence of the Italian masters on Rembrandt's work, both tonally and in terms of its overall aesthetic. I said, what does that mean? She said, sorry, I'm an intellectual property lawyer. That's <laughs> that. <laughs> My God, that is absolutely brilliant, mate. It is a good one, that. Uh, there's a lot more. Oh, no, God help us. They're not going to be as good as that one. That is a one-off. People send me jokes all the time. I don't know why. I have not asked for any of them. Let, let's give this one a go anyway. How many ragbag listeners does it take to change a light bulb? David! I don't get it. Yeah. You're not supposed to, mate. I know who it's from. Don't say his name. You'll encourage him. A woman and her girlfriend are in an Italian restaurant. The waiter says, What can I get for you, ladies? And the woman says, A Boeing 747. That is from the same person. He'll have used a different name. All he wants is to have his joke read out on Ragbag. Now he's had two of them. You'll have to edit this out, Steve, yeah? You know... At the end. Okay, you know how to edit, right? Otherwise, Benedict's going to be bragging about this to his showbiz mates, reckoning he's got a second career as a comedian figured out. Oh, this is Benedict's work, is it? Yeah, under under an alias, sometimes he calls himself Ricky Bantz. He's actually insane. I mean, you clearly have mental health issues yourself. So no disrespect, but I think Benedict's having some kind of midlife crisis that doesn't cause concern for anyone because he's famous and he's allowed to be a little bit eccentric. To be fair, he hasn't killed anyone. That we know of. Is that libelous? No, but it's not very nice. Okay, well, I'll take that back then. You see, by saying that, Steve... You do still have some kind of, what do you call it, um, moral compass. I know. So, you know, you don't really have to go ahead with this murdering of me, do you, Steve? It's too late, Frank. Well, why? Why is it too late? Because that Mexican beam wrap you just ate is laced. With rat poison laced with it. Alright. I thought you were going to go with asbestos, mate. Too complicated. This stuff doesn't even taste of anything. It's perfect. Well, maybe it's just like silica gel then. 
Like they say, you're not supposed to eat it, but maybe it's just nice in a sandwich. You seem to enjoy it. You're still gonna die, though. Okay, well, I suppose there's only one thing for it, there, isn't there? Really? Yeah, there's only one thing for it, then, isn't there? No, no, there isn't one thing for it. Yes, there is, Steve. Yes, there is. I'm doing it right now. It's my one opportunity. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Okay, listeners, this is the part where I flee the scene of the crime We're parked up in Frank's van, by the way, middle of nowhere Nobody else can hear him singing, thankfully, and no one will hear his cries for help. The recording will time out when the music playlist finishes, so I'll let Frank do his own sign-off at the end if he's still alive by that point. They may well be his last words. And I suppose this will be the last ever episode of Ragbag. Maybe Bert Finkelstein will pick it up and become the new presenter. I don't know. But I suppose I better formally apologise to anyone who enjoys listening to Frank's podcast. It's not a real apology, I suppose, because there are plenty of other podcasts available which you can easily enjoy yourself. And more Listen to any one of them. I did have an idea for a podcast of my own once upon a time. It was going to be called Sycamore Steve Talks About Corrugated Metal. But I never got round to it. So hats off to Frank, I suppose, for finding the time to do this podcast and committing himself to it. It's just as well he played other people's songs rather than listening to himself, wouldn't you agree? The only thing I've been able to commit to myself in recent months has been Frank's murder, which is almost complete. (coughs) Oh. Oh, thanks Steve, got that out of my system. Right, I'm off. See you later, Sir Frank. Later, Steve. All the best. Really? Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Force of habit. Get out of here, you daft brush. Oh, uh, Steve? Yeah? Could you untie me, please? No. Just thought I'd ask. Right, listeners, that was the sound of the door slamming, as you heard. Um, He's gone now. Looks like we've got another tune coming up, and the mic has been preset to dip out when it does, which is handy because I think I'm going to start screaming for help in a rather undignified way, so it's just as well you won't be able to hear. Hopefully, we'll get somewhere with that. See you in a bit. 
came, listeners. No one came. No one came. And now my throat really hurts. So I guess this is goodbye. Uh, for the last time, here's a rather excellent theme tune. I usually plug my books at this point, but no need for that. They'll be bestsellers once I'm six feet under. Can't wait for that. I'm going to be posthumously famous. But just in case I'm not, all the details of my life and work will remain at frankburton.co.uk. Bye. Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.